Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Uh, it's me, Alex Whiteley, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. Today, joining me is is, is Karen Mills from um, uh, Arts Alive. I have to get your name right. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Arts Alive has been something I've been wanting to get involved with for a, a long time. Um, it's just never come about for some reason. It's, just, it's the same old story with the biscuit. We have all these amazing uh, things around us, and uh, this is the opportune moment, I think, to... To, to to break the ice and, and get involved because um christmas coming around the corner the the, the evenings are getting colder and, and darker people will want to find ways to sort of relax a bit so thank you very much uh, karen um uh, maybe we can uh, discuss uh, what you guys got planned later on in the show sure no problem thanks very much for inviting me to talk to you alex it's great um so i'll give a little bit of an overview maybe of arts alive for, for the listeners do. yeah um, so Arts Alive is a, an organisation um, that's been going for 20 years, 21 years actually, um, and our main reason for being is to bring professional live performance work into rural areas across Shropshire and Herefordshire, um, but also we have a flagship project uh, which brings screened events into rural areas and that's called Flicks in the Sticks. Um, we're a national portfolio organisation, so we get regular funding from the Arts Council. Um, and during the course of an ordinary year, not a year with a pandemic in it, but in an unusual year, we'll screen up to a thousand films and we'll have over 150 live events. That's so amazing. it's quite a lot um, across the two counties. We rely entirely on fantastic local volunteer hosts or promoters. Um, who um, take the lead in terms of selecting what they think their communities will like, um, what will make a really good night out for their communities. Um, and that's both film and live performance. Um, and yeah, that's it in a nutshell, really. So we, we've been going a long time. It's a formula that works very well. It's bringing that professional cultural experience to your doorstep, really. Uh, and and the purpose, uh, I guess, the purpose being, um, you know, keeping everything in a small community rather than having to drive to a big town uh, to go and take part in, in culture and, and enjoy the yeah. art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I suppose you know, although there is Theatre Seven in Shrewsbury and there's the Courtyard in Hereford, um, not everybody can access those facilities in particular. Yeah. Um, certainly, driving to Birmingham might be out of some people's. Uh, range in terms of either having a car or, or the costs involved so what we are able to do is to bring really really high quality professional work uh, dance theatre music storytelling um, and the screenings of course which includes uh, live screening from the National Theatre or from um, the Royal Opera House from the Royal Shakespeare Company you know, streaming that quality of work right into your visual is pretty extraordinary, isn't it? Really, you don't need to go to London to see those things. You can you can see it in much um, Birch Village Hall or Clungunford Village Hall or Bass Church. You know, so um, I think it's the fact that we're bringing work to the people in those communities, um, which means they can largely walk to their village hall uh, or a short drive or cycle. Um, but it's about developing that community experience, everyone having that collective experience of enjoying what we hope will always be a really good night out. And there's an enormous amount of it which is around that social aspect. It isn't just the product, the cultural offer that people are interested in. You know, it's being 
being a part of something which we're so dearly missing at the moment, aren't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was going to bring up cinemas and, and talk about this, the cinema experience, but obviously things have been that has been well and truly rocked over the last year or so. But I mean, you know, when you go to the cinema, there's is, is always a, a special experience. Um, the smell of popcorn and the excitement in the air of what you're going to watch. That's a very magical thing. But I imagine someone that's of the older generation, cinemas now are not what they used to be. You know, there's big screens everywhere. There's noise, there's lights, there's arcade machines, there's all sorts going on. It might be overwhelming for people. So if they could have that cinema experience, like you said, on their doorstep, that that really is, I think, um, a really, really good um, service. Yeah, yeah. So quite a few of our village halls have their own projection equipment um, that Arts Alive have helped them purchase and large screens, really good quality sound. But we also have a team of technicians who will bring the equipment to village halls that don't have that um, infrastructure. So, you know, if you're a village hall and you're wanting to be involved with a cinema screening, um, don't let it put you off if you haven't got any of that kit we've got the kit we can lend you that kit we can provide someone to set it all up and make sure it's all working for you um we also source the film rights and make sure that all of that side of things is dealt with um in, in a legal and appropriate manner and we provide posters you know we do an enormous a lot of the administration that will support people to put on that local event um and the same is is true for the live side of things you know we produce a brochure um, we help with the advertising. We work with Think Tank, who are um, a marketing company based in um, Buildwas, who help us get press releases out about the shows and give us interviews uh, on the radio um, to help promote the events for the local promoters. So mm-hmm. in some cases, you know, people might travel quite a long way to see a show, which isn't necessarily in their own village hall, but it's still nearer than Birmingham. <laughs> um yeah, the guys at Think Tank are amazing. That's how that's how we've made our introductions. Is um, they wanted me to get involved with with Jean Atkin, who came on our show actually after after she did her poetry and her, her amazing uh, um, uh, bits that she does. Um, but we were late, so we we missed the event. But we still had her on anyway to talk about what she does. Uh, and um, yeah, that's kind of how we've we've kind of met because Think Tank. Great, yeah, are, Jean. Are, Jean is a remarkable uh, local poet and yeah so we commissioned her to do a lockdown poem and um, that was drawing on the experiences and reflections of some of our audiences and and the things they were going through during lockdown Um, and we fed all of that material to Jean who in her own inimitable way consolidated it into a really very beautiful piece of writing Um, yeah for posterity you know it's a, a piece of history right there. Uh, she was a remarkable person to speak to, and I was really—I felt really privileged to have interviewed her. And uh, I wrote a poem for her, and she critiqued it for me in front of my oh, face. Really um, well she really liked what I did, so I don't know if she was being polite or not. But yeah. uh, <laughs> and Beth Heath, obviously, we had on the show last week. Uh, she's amazing, um, and think Shropshire Think Tank just offers so much to the county; they really do. Um, so, when it comes to when it comes to the community and the people you've you've uh, over the twenty years sort of amassed the, the fans of what you do what's that community like are, are they and are they really feeling the effects of this year yeah I'm certain that they are um I mean again some of those thoughts that Jean gathered state very clearly that people are missing that sense of camaraderie and being together and shared experience um And while we've tried to, you know, still offer opportunities for people to engage, 
it's just never the same like you were talking about smelling the popcorn <laughs> mm. it's just not the same is it as being somewhere live if you're watching on a screen in, in your own living room but the arts alive at home series that we've offered um right the way starting back in april two different events every month where people can zoom in and uh look online at a piece of theater or some music or some story um, in most cases, they were pre-recorded events, but after the um, opportunity to watch them, we had a live Zoom with some of the creators from the show, which meant that people could talk to each other and to the creatives that had made the show or been oh, in fantastic. the show. That's amazing. So that, well, at least that gave us that collective experience of feeling like we were all experiencing something together. We had, a, I mean, there's been lots of really great ones, but one that perhaps stands out. Um, I have a, an old historical link with Scottish Ballet, which is Scotland's national ballet company. And they gave us permission to share um, online uh, a Kenneth Macmillan ballet called um, The Fairy's Kiss. And straight after our audiences watched that, it was just an hour long, Beth, who was the principal dancer, appeared in the Zoom room and our audiences were able to ask her questions about the show and rehearsals and her feet and her ballet shoes and um, it was yeah really interesting behind the scenes if you like insight into that production. How fascinating I really like that yeah you know, where you went to the cinema you wouldn't have you know the, the director just suddenly walked on me maybe if you're in LA but you wouldn't get that here in Telford or Shrewsbury. no 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 and equally one of our kind of regular performers on the Arts Alive circuit Louise Jordan who's an amazing singer songwriter she'd been developing a show about Florence Nightingale and she especially for Arts Alive for a, an at-home event um, she gave us uh, about a 45 minute preview from her living room to ours of her show um and we were able to talk to her about that and how that was developing so yeah i think there's been some really good opportunities that people have been able to engage with you mentioned when we were just off air but before we started um our virtual variety show which is happening on the 7th of november um this is going to be an absolute hoot so two um performers that go by the stage names of victor and albert who in real life are actually identical twin brothers um, and it, the most extraordinary, really talented musicians um, and comics are going to be doing uh, an hour show from their living room live online. Um, and uh, people can tune in uh, just for five pounds. You buy a ticket online uh, on the Arts Alive website. Um, as many people in your home, your community of your bubble can watch all together and have a good old laugh um and uh yeah we're really looking forward to that so a great thanks to those performers for offering that opportunity we would have been touring them live for four shows between now and christmas but of course we can't so at least this is one way of us giving a a fee to those performers and an opportunity for them to perform albeit virtually you, you, you say thank you to victor and albert i say thank you to you for putting infrastructure <laughs> into because you know a lot of people might scoff at oh five pound but you would have had to pay probably a lot more to go on the door on the you know to go yeah that's right and it's a pound uh, per household so you know if, if there are six of you there you're all watching and it's so that's five pounds well spent i think i think so too and you know yeah. um People are learning more and more ways to to enjoy something, you know, on Facebook or Zoom or, or whatever else on the big screen now. It's easy to just share the screen off your phone, off your tablet, off your laptop, whatever. That's so you, right. You can take something that um, may look like um, 
I don't know, uh, look like a Zoom chat like what we're doing now and turn it into an actual TV experience and enjoy it. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah. uh, the possibilities there for, for the family to sit down and enjoy a bit of entertainment together is, is brilliant. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you'll be tuning in, Alex, with your son there. I did, I did, <laughs> I did have the press conference. I did have the, the press release um, through. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. Great, great. Um, um, but I mean, obviously, nothing beats a live show. And we were very fortunate, kind of in between a window of um, the initial stages of lockdown and then things developing as they are at the moment. Um, at the end of August, we were able to take a show out on uh, the back of a lorry. So we did a mini tour. We did about six performances where we literally used a, a curtain-sided lorry, parked it up in different um, venues, part of the Ludlow Fringe Festival over at Telford Shopping Centre, down at one of our village halls um, in Brilly, and the performer, um, Andrew Pervin, who's the artistic director of the Fetch Theatre Company, shared a one-man show with us, east of the sun and west of the moon. Absolutely brilliant. An outside show, 30 in each audience, socially distanced, keeping very safe, being very mindful of, of um, you know, not contamination. We used track and trace for processes. And everyone had a thoroughly good time. So we have done some live during lockdown, which has yeah. been great. And at the end of November, we've got planned a little mini winter festival uh, of stories and songs that we're presenting at the Spark Theatre in Bishop's Castle. So down in South Shropshire, Spark Theatre uh, run and managed by Enterprise House in Bishop's Castle, working with a brilliant local prom promoter, Liz Still. Um, and on the Friday night, we've got the um, folk duo Whalebone, who you may have heard of, who are a folk duo uh, based in Shropshire, with Jean Aitken that we've mentioned, who are performing something called Understories, which is a really beautiful collection, musical collection of poems. And then following them, we've got Alau, which is a really well-known Welsh folk trio. So that's a great night for those two. On the Saturday, we've got uh, lunchtime stories with lunch provided by local storytellers, Sal Tonge, Amy Douglas, Helen East and Rick Wilson. So I've been on our show before, she's great, I love her. Yeah, so with a sandwich and a pint, you can have some stories while you eat your lunch. Um, then the Fetch Theatre are presenting something for families in the afternoon, their performance of Peddler's Tales. And then in the evening, we've got Scottish and Irish performers coming over, coming down and coming over. Uh, Wendy Weatherby and Sandy Breakin, who are very, very well known on the Scottish circuit, um, very popular musicians. And then Michelle Burke and James Ross, who are international artists. Um, Michelle's a singer-songwriter from Cork, um, and uh, James is a, a pianist. And they're going to do a smattering of parlour songs, new songs, tunes and in Michelle's words, shenanigans. So there's lots there for people to enjoy. I love this. This is ah, this is what I, I I really adore about these kind of interviews, especially uh, through this pandemic, is, is seeing people not giving up the fight, not only just not giving up the fight, but actually prospering. And come, who who comes up with these ideas to take a, an Arctic lorry and be like? We'll turn it into a stage. Who, who's responsible well, for these ideas? That'll be me. That'll be my bonkers head. <laughs> <laughs> and, How fantastic, and what, though. You know? Yeah, and just, Alex, I just want to keep being able to do what we do. You know, I'm a live programmer. That, I'm a live events programmer. That's my job title. Yeah. And if I can't be programming live events, I have to think of really creative ways of, of doing it differently. So um, that's very much what I've been trying to do. Um 
we've got a mad notion and there may well be a listener listening that could help us with this we would like to create a show for an ice cream van so um it could tour in the ice cream van and you would literally stand outside in a small huddle be a small audience and there would be a little show presented at the window of the ice cream van. Um, but because they have such a brilliant PA system, you can hear an ice cream van for miles, can't you? Yeah. Um, we've got the infrastructure. It's all, all ready to roll. Um, and maybe afterwards, people can buy an ice cream. <laughs> so do you, do you have an ice cream van adapted or are you looking for some? No, we don't. So if there's anyone listening out there that would like to help Arts Alive fulfill my bonkers idea of a show in an ice cream van, we've got a show ready. We've got... The ideas we've got the villages to tour to just need a van. I I, uh, I might know just the person. Oh, wow, this would be good. We had uh, a few weeks ago. We had Mr. T from Wrexham, who is um, he's a guy that crazy uh, creates a massive craze whenever he turns up because his ice cream is one of a kind, and he travels Shropshire. And every time he turns up to Shrewsbury, there's a queue all the way down Sundorn, um, and he's he's amazing at what he does. Um, maybe it's worth I, I drop him a line and maybe yeah yeah well up. do connect us that would be great that would be great I mean I think we're talking about the spring and the summer for that madness rather than now because it is mm. I'm looking out of my window it's almost horizontal rain but um, yes the other thing that Arts Alive are planning to do is we're going to be buying a tent we're going to buy a really really large stretch tent next year if funds permit and we're going to have a kind of festival once a month where we put lots and lots of events in under canvas and then that way um, we can really, really be mindful of the COVID restrictions, of social distancing, of plenty of ventilation. But we're all covered. None of us are going to get wet, neither the performers or the audience. So we're just in the process of writing uh, some funding applications to make that happen, because obviously that is quite a cost and a big capital investment. Yeah, so yeah, of course. that's the way we're hoping to go. These things can happen. I mean, we did the, uh, the Shropshire virtual show in Much Wenlock. Um, and that was an amazing thing to see because it was obviously it was at the Cavalier Center, which is huge, huge, huge indoor slash outdoor arena. Um, and they had uh, meter by meter squares all, all set out across the, the arena. They had the, the, the stage um, and everyone had a great time. Everyone was safe. Uh, and it just show, it went to show that you, you, you can do this. You can do this yeah. and, and have fun safely. Um, yeah, and, and, I... and you can, but I think we have to be really mindful that um, there's still an awful lot of village halls which are closed yeah, course, because yeah. the government guidelines indicate, you know, that deep cleaning would be required. That, that, you know, there's quite an epic list, a checklist of things that people need to do in order to be able to reopen their village halls. And actually, that's prohibitive for quite a number of these smaller communities. Yes. Um, so we've also got to be mindful, I suppose, as well, that uh, a lot of the Arts Alive audience demographic are, by the very nature of people attending things in village halls, older. Yes, um, yes. And they don't feel safe yet to come out and mix in groups. And that is absolutely to be respected. So I think we're a long way off in terms of reopening the big full scale year round live events and flicks program. Um, but we are beginning to see promoters wanting to put film on, some promoters putting film on. And as I say, working very closely with Liz at Spark in Bishop's Castle on this on this winter festival. Um, and what, have, what 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 can people do to to get involved? Are you are you still looking for like volunteers or anybody that can help you guys out, or have you guys just got you got it nailed? You, you... <laughs> well, I think the thing is, if if people are listening and they're really interested in being a volunteer for an Arts Alive event, the 
they can go on our website and they can find all of the village halls that do promote. You just can type in your own postcode and it will then bring up the village hall that is already working with us. Um, and we can make those connections. Or people are very welcome to email me, kerin at artsalive.co.uk. Um, and kerin is spelled C-E-R-I-N. Um, and we could connect people up that are interested in volunteering or stewarding or being part of, you know, what is a very big machine, really, um, across the two counties. And we will just keep going until some kind of new normal returns and resumes and but until then, you know, everything that we're doing is on our website. Do look, do check. Um, it's artsalive.co.uk. Um, and you can click on an event and find out more details, particularly about the Winter Festival and the virtual variety show. Sorry about my noisy dogs in the background. I was going to say, if, if, <laughs> if you could have heard a, a growling through uh, what uh, Karen's talking, then it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it definitely wasn't Alex. I have, no. I have two young Labradors who... Um, Beautiful tend dog. to like to join in the conversation <laughs> <laughs> um so you're saying uh with with uh the the entertainment that you're bringing to people's doors um with with uh the the, the zoom style sort of joining in watching a thing and, and speaking to how do people get involved with that? how can they find the links for that and um and get admission yeah, so that those are all on our website. So with the variety show that's coming up on the 7th of November, you purchase a ticket. That means that we'll have your email details and then we will send you a Zoom link for that night, which will enable you to both be part of the viewing of the actual show and then in conversation with uh, Victor and Albert after the show. Oh, that'd be really good. That'd be really good. I'd love to get them on the show. Maybe you can help hook me up later. <laughs> speak to them. They sound like a lot of fun. And they sound like a lot of fun. Um, when you're when you're not doing this, when you're not planning events, because obviously you haven't had as uh, much uh, as many events to do um, this year, but you've still been working really hard by the sounds of it. What do you like to do to distract yourself? Is it always like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Or do you like to find ways to switch off? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm quite good at switching off. Um, I live in, uh, I live actually in Wales. I'm just on the Welsh Shropshire border, but into Wales. So I'm in lockdown at the moment, as mm-hmm. is the whole of Wales. Um, I do lots of walking. I love walking. We live in a very beautiful part of the country. Um, I write poetry. I've recently uh, completed a six-week course with Jean uh, Aitken. She, she runs an online poetry course. So I've had a nice outlet for some creativity in terms of writing. Um, and I'm I'm writing a book, um, just starting to write a book um, because I have some time to do that, which is nice. Um, I have children and I have grandchildren, so it's never a dull moment. A busy, busy life. And I'm getting married in December, so it's oh, planning to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, because um, I, I, I often find that sometimes I go to work for a rest, you know. It's kind of like good to get out the, out the, the crazy house go to work and be like, oh, <laughs> you know, concentrate on something else for a little bit. It's either one way or the other, isn't it? Go home to get away from work or go to work to get away from home, you know? Well, I've been working from home since March, so I've been at home for months and months and months. <laughs> and it, um, how's it been for you? Because it's it's quite difficult for some, isn't it, to be at home. Um, but as, as the fact that you've been having to adapt and looking for new ways to do things sort of helps. Yeah, I mean, I think because I'm busy, I've been fine. I, I think if I had been a single parent in a tower block in Tower Hamlets, South London, home educating or homeschooling my three children, I would have absolutely gone mad. 
but because I've got the luxury of a home with some space, yeah. with a view, with dogs as a good reason to get out and about, um, I've been fine. And and yeah, Ian Kerry, who's the executive director of Arts Alive, and I have remained working all the way through. We've had to follow uh, the rest of the staff, but Ian and I have carried on regardless and, and putting these plans in place and, and looking to the future. We had a virtual trustees meeting on Monday and we've got, you know, we've got loads of plans going forward. We just need to um, get people safe and well and turn turn this country around and then we can carry on as normal. Well, there's, 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 there's uh, you know, uh, there's a lot, a lot at stake, really, when you think of the community and uh, and what you guys offer, because, you know, uh, like like we just said, you know, there's people that have, are shielding, been at home for months and months, weeks and weeks. And to have that opportunity to to take part or to enjoy entertainment that's been locally sourced and not your typical soaps, movies, things like that. But I mean, I know you're off the movies as well, but like to be able to have that option is really important to a lot of people. So, you know, thank you guys for, for keeping on trucking and, and keeping on going. Uh, because Oh, well, thank you, Alex. It's an absolute pleasure. And it's a real privilege to be able to work with communities. Um, and sorry, the growling dogs really need to go out for a run. <laughs> Cool. so we'll maybe round it up there shall we yeah we should do we should do um so uh i know you said uh people can go to the website um where, where can they find the website and um, um what should they do okay yeah it's just www.artsalive.co.uk and all of the details are on there for people to see what we're currently doing and if people want more information or have been interested in anything that we've been talking about today they're very, very welcome to ping me an email, which is Karen at artsalive.co.uk. Well, Karen, you've been fantastic, and we'd love to help you in any way we can do. Um, and um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, listeners. Uh, before we get out of here, um, I'm going to tell you about my website. I do every every show. Uh, we're at www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our audio is available on there. We've got lots of changes coming to the biscuit soon. Me and Shane have been constantly uh every sort of night we kind of have all these amazing ideas what we're going to do with this show one of them is we're going to make a some sort of epic uh trailer uh movie style trailer for the shoes with biscuit we've got loads of ideas that we're going to be doing um so make sure you keep a keep a look looking at our website which is made for us by web orchard our friends there um i would like to give you guys uh the opportunity to get in touch with uh chris goff as well from cgr business um solutions he's helping us uh set things up officially and properly with the biscuit um so uh he's he's an amazing um uh business uh what's his official title he's yeah he offers business solutions if you want to have got a business and you need some advice and you need um some consultancy he will help you out and he's doing lots of free events as well lots of free sort of uh, marketing advice things so make sure you go to cgr solutions have a look there um karen thank you so much for joining me yeah this has been great Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Brilliant. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.